Just that last line there, that reading. No one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus has given us all the opportunity not to. But we're still going to decide. Are we going to listen to him? Are we going to respond to him or not? Now, Steph has just explained a lot of the the background to these days in the run-up to All Hallows' Eve, Halloween. Interesting, isn't it? But there's a real contrast there between how, how the faithful see it, how the church sees it, and how the world sees it. And contrast is what I want to have a look at with us uh, in these next few moments together. We're in a season of contrast at the moment. Next week, the clocks go back. Now, for Sarah, Sarah loves that. She loves it when the clocks go back. It's that sense of moving on to something else, a different season, the contrast with what has gone before. And so the, the coats come out, and the candles come out. And the leggings go on and the thick woolly jumpers start to appear again out of the wardrobe and the logs start burning on the phone. Although, yes, she probably says the thick woolly jumpers have been on all year because we're in Upper Wednesday now. But that contrast, you, you love that, don't you? That sense of snuggling up almost into, into the change of season. Now, I contrast with that. Because I love the beauty of the season and I can go with that. But actually, I, nah, I, I don't like the fact that the days get shorter and the nights get longer. I think it's, it's that feeling in me that I'm losing out on playtime, you know. <laughs> and, I, and so sometimes there can be a bit of a sense of foreboding in that. But we live in a world of contrasts. I mean, today, what a contrast today is. <laughs> A storm Babbitt moves away and we've got this sudden calmness here. A real contrast. We've got contrast in the world at the moment between war and peace. Between drought and, and, uh, and flood. We've got contrast between wealth and poverty. And also between truth and lies And Jesus makes great use of this idea of contrast. When you look at the words that Jesus uses to speak to us, he often uses great contrast. You think of um, the eye of a needle and a camel. Great contrast. You think of new wines into old wineskins. Or the speck in your neighbour's eye and the plank in your own. You know, he's always dealing with contrast. But the biggest contrast of all that Jesus deals with is the difference between darkness and light. And he often talks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. The kingdom of darkness is the kingdom of the devil. And he makes those contrasts really clear. And John, who wrote the gospel from that reading from those verses this morning, He focuses on this idea, this contrast of darkness and light more than any other gospel writer. He really homes in on it. The difference between darkness and light and what it actually means to him and and us. And in the opening of the gospel to John, you know, we've got those words that will be featuring in in a few weeks time as we get into Advent and Christmas. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. But 
darkness has not understood it. And for me, Halloween is also a a time of great contrasts. You see the contrast between darkness and light and goodness and evil. But the one that winds me up the most is is that contrast between truth and lies. And it's that that I feel that the church needs to push back on. Truth and lies. And Jesus is encouraging us to change that direction of travel. For light to challenge darkness. And I said, when I'm talking about us pushing back, I think as church we need to push back gently, lovingly, but with determined authority. And I like to think about what that means. A determined authority. Jesus is inviting us to change our direction. There's an invitation to respond. There's a promise for when we do and there's a warning if we don't. And you can check back on those verses in a wee bit. Ponder them. (coughs) Jesus refers to himself as the light. And he says that when we put our trust in him, then we become children of light and following that logic through then it means that before we put our trust in him we were walking in the dark literally just walking and plodding around in the dark and Jesus goes on to say in John's gospel men love darkness actually so do women all right just make that into (laughs) mankind shall we love the darkness because their deeds can remain hidden But the light of Christ shows the truth about the devil and his schemes. And you know, truth matters. Truth matters to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Truth actually matters. I love the way that God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah 700 years before Jesus was born and he's picking up on a problem of the day and see if you recognise this problem. This is Isaiah 5. He says, woe to those. Never quite sure what woe is, but it doesn't sound good, does it? Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Inverting the truth. And there seems to be much of this about at the moment. It seems to be that if you speak loud enough and long enough about something, then it must be or can become the truth. If we want it to be. But for God, the truth matters Again, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life. And Jesus wants us to be in that light. He says, whoever walks in the dark doesn't know where they're going. Those are in those verses this morning. They don't know where they're going. Now, last weekend, Sarah and I were down at a family wedding, south of Bristol. Wow, that's a long way to go. South of Bristol. Fortunately, going, it's all downhill, isn't it? But we're down there at this family wedding and it's on a farm. And whilst we're on this farm uh, in the evening, because night seems to come quicker down there, and it came really dark because there's no external lighting. So it's really thick black. We'd gone in to see a mum in, in her room, and then they needed me to get something or other. So I step out, and the moment I close the door, I'm just plunged into this darkness. Now, for the first few steps, I've got a little bit of somebody else's light, mum's light, coming out of her room, sneaking down the ground. 
And so I'm using that just to navigate a bit, and then that disappears. Can't rely on someone else's light, can you? And suddenly I'm plunged into absolute, I mean, thick black. It was such a contrast. And so I'm shuffling about and I'm stumbling my way around, trying to find a way forward. I was alone. I needed light. I didn't know where I was going and I needed direction. Now I could hear people across the other side of the barn having a great time. And I wanted to head in that direction. I wanted to be part of that great time but I couldn't find my way there I ended up kind of humming along to stuff thinking oh they're having a great time aren't they me but here I am in the dark and shuffling along and I became frustrated because I couldn't reach them but then here's the thing after a little while I just got used to it I just got used to shuffling like this one tiny step at a moment in the dark thinking well maybe I'll get there maybe I won't but you get used to it but then I turned the corner and suddenly there's all this light and all this activity and it's like ouch to your senses suddenly as things change the longer we spend time in the darkness the more we become accustomed for it the longer we spend time in the darkness the more we become accustomed to it and it's dead easy to fall into that situation and I'm saying to us as church we must not fall into that situation where you just begin to accept everything that's around you and get used to it instead of living in the light and making a difference and standing up for what Jesus is talking about and being children of the light. We are called to walk in the light. He says, you are the light of the world, isn't he, dear Jesus? Wow. Now here's then what I have a concern about over the current fad of Halloween and where I would like to see the church of Jesus Christ push back. And the reason is this, I don't want anybody walking in the darkness. And neither should you. As children of light, we should not be wanting anybody getting used to walking in the darkness and missing out on all the joy of walking in the light with Jesus. And so I get frustrated with the current expression and fad of Halloween that is encouraging our children and adults, the parents, to have an inverted view of the world that lies are truth and darkness is light. And so I get frustrated with the presentation that evil is to be laughed at and made light of. That frustrates me. Because when we start to get into that position, we're doing the devil's work for him. I get frustrated with the presentation that evil exists as a caricature. That evil is about, I don't know, fangs and claws and horns and a funny stick. And it's that caricature. You watch the Strictly Come Dancing next weekend and you'll see evidence of that. So I get frustrated with that. Deadly evil doesn't cry trick or treat. It's much more sinister than that much more sinister and seductive than that turning the truth into lies and i get frustrated with the presentation that evil is presented as an as unchallenged and therefore victorious that frustrates me that's a lie because of what christ did on the cross and so i want the church to push back gently 
lovingly, but with a determined authority that's given to us as children of the light. That's what it's about. Now, we might not win ourselves many friends <laughs> at this time, because we'll, by doing that, we're swimming against the current. But that's what the church is called to do. That's our mandate. That's our raison d'etre. That's why we exist. So let's get used to it. And let's push back. We're called to be children of the light, to make a difference, to offer an alternative narrative. So how can we turn this challenge into an opportunity? Mary Rose came up with an idea a little ago. Chance to discuss that. That's why I said, hold that thought, Mary Rose. And we'll discuss it around the table in a wee bit. How do you turn that challenge into an opportunity? How might the church, you and me, push back gently, lovingly, but with a determined authority? Because from those verses and those words of Jesus Christ himself, we are called to receive the light, to believe in the light, to walk in the light and to become the light. Now you might be thinking some of those are a lot easier than others. You're right, they come as a package. So what I'd like you to do now is to look onto those questions that I've prepared for you at the bottom of that reading now. Have a look at those. It might be that you want to get through all three. It might be that you just choose one. One just jumps out at you right now. Have a bit of time now just discussing those, considering those questions about how we, as children of light, can make a difference.